Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another thrilling episode, uh, another Minecraft episode on all things well-being. This is Dr. Kimberly Quinn here to discuss today uh, the whole idea of the over-seriousness issue in this country and how we would all benefit from lightening up. So uh, to begin, I I, I uh, did a, a podcast interview yesterday with a friend of mine at Champlain, Jared Cadret, and he inspired me. And he's he and I are very kindred spirits. We're all about authenticity and fun and all this. And I knew it would be, you know, entertaining. Jared's very animated. He's a, he's just a bubble. I love him. And I, but I, and he he kind of like went off in a direction that was even better actually than. What originally, you know, we had just kind of tossed around and, 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 you know, his message really inspired me to do this podcast because we start out, he's director of student engagement and I'll put the the link also in this for you in case you want to watch it. And he, he, so we went off in a way of just authentic, you know, just bringing your authentic self to work with you and being playful and fun. And this kind of led me or inspired me to do a whole thing and lighten up because we have gotten way too serious. And if we think about, you know, we just don't need in any given day to take things that seriously, right? Life throws curveballs at us. Some of them are fast and hard. We all know that like, you know, a death in the family or crisis, you get that bad phone call. And that's when we really need to hone in you know, with all of our cognitive, emotional, spiritual juice and get through it. And yet we often stay at DEFCOM 4 for not much, if any, of a re- if any reason. And of course, I did an, uh, a YouTube last week, recently, last week, last few days, I forget, on life isn't an emergency. And this is just kind of a spinoff on that one because we often treat life, everyday, regular life, as if it were an emergency. Or even if we look at the spectrum with emergency being on the far right, peaceful times on the far left and the middle being urgency, right? And I also did a whole thing on question, you know, fact check. When we get that urgency feeling, is this real? Because I think we've gotten really conditioned. And this was true before the Rona. We can't really fully blame the Rona for this. Though that said, I would, without question, I would say the Rona added, the Rona virus added to that, right? Because then we got in this state of DEFCOM 4, times, you know, 10. And, you know, as you all know, I read voraciously. I I love, I'm interested in just many, many things. And also, of course, all things, you know, positive psychology oriented. And I also, well, I own, I don't don't think I own all of them, but I own several, one, two, three, at least three, are Richard Carlson's books on Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. It's a series. And even if, you know, you don't get into each, and, and they're really, really good, but each little thing, and they're also in short little like digestible chapters, like page or two each, which I really like. I think most of us in this age of technology have a shortened attention span. So that's really great. However, his, or Anne, his main message with Don't Sweat the Small Stuff is most of it's small stuff. Most of what we go through in a day is small, yet we treat it like it's huge. You know, we get out of bed and put on our stockings and we got to run in our stockings and you think the house was on fire. It's just a run in stockings that are, you know, $5.99 at, at the grocery store. Like, who cares? It, it derails you for maybe 10 milliseconds. You put on another pair or you change up your outfit or you forgot to take out the chicken and you get home. You're like, oh my gosh. And then I got to 
pay all this money for takeout or I got to resort to canned stuff or TV dinner. Okay, so learn from it. Who cares? You know, I, it's kind of like not to be on a soapbox. But if we flip that around to the gratitude thing, at least I have a backup plan, right? There are plenty of people who don't. I don't mean to be that person. I really don't. The idea is about it's all about the mindset. Or I did take out the chicken and now I just overcooked it because I got wrapped up in, you know, another a Netflix a Netflix binge while I was waiting and now I overcooked it and it's dry. Okay, a little trick for that one is if have a salad with Italian dressing and dunk it in the salad dressing in your salad. Takes care of the dry chicken, not an emergency, not even an urgency. And so really the over seriousness thing is something that in my opinion is important to look at in this country because I don't want to be like severe, like super intense and say, oh, it's an epidemic because um, that word is so tossed around too much, I think, especially given being in the wake of a pandemic. However, however, it's just a fancy way to say but, right? But anyway, but, but, and however, uh, it, it, I think most of us would agree that we fall into this state of over-seriousness way more than is necessary. And, you know, just like anything else in life, the first step is admitting there's a problem. So you could say, you know, like, be, you know, the, the, you know, you show up at the, at the, you know, church and it's meeting is in the basement. And we say, um, hello, my name is, and my name is, you know, uh, Melissa and I'm struggling with over seriousness and I'm not poking fun at any of the 12 step programs in case anybody's thinking that I'm using it as an example because I'm a huge fan of the 12 step program. Um, and I've got family who are in recovery. It is a good example because what I'm saying with seriousness is that the first step to any problem is admitting that it's there, right? To admitting that, and you don't have to use the word problem. Some people are like, oh, I don't want to think I have a problem. Okay. So admit that, or, you know, come to the awareness, maybe not admit that sounds so court of lawish, right? So come, come into the awareness of whatever I am currently doing is no longer working for me. I think that's the best way to say it. This behavior I'm currently engaged in is no longer working for me. It has me feeling not good about myself or depleted or drained or all of the above or whatever. And so this habit of taking life way too seriously is not a behavior I would like to continue. And so when we, we kind of come into the awareness of that, this is the first step because we can look at it objectively, hopefully without judgment, because just like anything else or most things over seriousness is contagious. If you've ever stood around in a bunch of negative Nellies and like, Oh my God, oh, it's raining. Oh, it's raining. The next one's, oh, no, it's my day off and it's raining. Oh, and before you know it, your your positive self is like, oh, is it? Maybe I should get an umbrella. Like it. You know, we kind of, it, it can it can transfer over to us. And the super serious crew can like infect us with their super serious, you know, vibe. And so it's really important to be aware of it because it's all so unnecessary. And we think of our life minutes, how they're sliding down the rabbit hole when we allow ourselves to be too freaking serious. It's ridiculous. We need to spend, or hopefully spend our life minutes like they are cash. And in fact, uh, Richard Carlson in one of his Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books says this. He says, the root of being uptight is our unwillingness to accept life as being different in any way from our expectations. 
Very simply, we want things to be a certain way, but they're not a certain way. Life is simply as it is. Perhaps Benjamin Franklin said it best. Our limited perspective, our hopes and fears become our measure of life. And when circumstances don't fit our ideas, they become our difficulties. Well said, Ben. We spend our life wanting things. I can't go get going enough on that. We spend our life wanting things, people and events to be just as we want them to be. And then when we're not, when they're, when they are not, we fight and we suffer. This is so amazing. And, you know, John Kabat-Zinn, because I have to wrap the mind for injector. I don't know, bring up the mindfulness thing here because JKZ himself, you know, talks about the very idea, stress, stress is which is actually, well, it's actually anxiety, but it's just not mess up a quote. Stress is, you know, uh, wanting the present moment to be something other than it is. Think about that. If the blown tire or the, you know, the person said whatever, did whatever, wasn't what we expected. The meeting didn't go the way we wanted. The rehearsal dinner maybe had a little slip. So-and-so forgot the cake or brought the cake and brought a different cake. And like, oh no, you know, oh my god, it's a it's a DEFCON 4, you know, 911, cake 911. No. And, and when we want the present moment to be something other than it is, is when we flip out instead of going with the flow. Now, obviously, that can be a tough sell when a different cake showed up. Think about that though. Third big, huge third world problem. Yeah, you know, we we can we can just get so wrapped up in and the blown tire thing. It's typically not the blown tire that's actually the problem. It's that we're on our late to a date, we're on our way to work, we're on our way to school, we're on our way to pick somebody up, we're on our way to the mall, we're on our way to somewhere. There's usually not a good time for a tire to blow. However, if you think about it, it's not the tire blowing that is causing the stress. It's the expectation that we are going to have a smooth ride to said date, work, school, the mall, or to pick somebody up. It's that expectation not happening and being disappointed that the expectation did not happen that is actually causing all those emotions, the stress, the frustration, being pissed off, being resentful because you didn't check it and -and so-and-so didn't check it and you were just there for a tune-up and what's the matter with that mechanic. And all of that starts up all because of expectations and wanting the present moment to be something other than it is. And then Richard Carlson actually uh, just restates what I was thinking. The first step in recovering from over-seriousness is to admit that you have a problem. You have to want to change. Oh my gosh, is that true? We can't change people. We think we can. We can't. He says you you have to want to change to become more easygoing. You have to want to become more easygoing. Well said, Richard Carlson. You have to see that your own uptightness is largely of your own creation. It's, it's composed of the way you have set up your life and the way you react to it. That is so excellent. Okay, so we set it up with expe- with expectations. That's our doing. People don't, like, jump into our head and create an expectation. That's us. We do that. They might set the stage. You might pull things from people, what they've said outside of us. That's still all, all outside of us. We create our own expectations. Why? Because we are the authors and playwrights of, the, of our own script. We then react. Remember, react is like a, a fast action versus respond. Responding is more slowed down, usually works out better for us. React is like a knee jerk, like when an old school doctor would tap you on the knee and you'd like, you know, swing your knee forward. Reacting 
doesn't generally work out for us with a few exceptions. And then he says, the next step is to understand the link between your expectations and your frustration level. Whenever you expect something to be a certain way and it isn't, you're upset and you suffer. On the other hand, when you let go of your expectations, when you accept life as it is, you're free. To hold on is to be serious and uptight. To let go is to lighten up. Oh my god, words of wisdom. And I'll tell you, again, you know, there are certainly positives to being a proud prodigy of two alcoholic parents. And I mean that genuinely, right? Because I earned I learned early on amongst the chaos and turbulence and violence and all that stuff to uh not have expectations. I really didn't and this is not a bad thing. A lot of bad stuff comes out of the dysfunction. This is a good thing because I genuinely just don't have that. And each and every day I set an intention in my Jeep because that's where I can focus after you know people move around the house and do what they're doing. I can get in the Jeep and I'm off to to Champlain. I can like set an intention. And so any of you who want to set an intention to be to be less serious to lighten up, this is one good way to start. and it's simple and i would i would suggest to do it for a week if you want it to become a habit 21 days is the average time a habit will stick shift and stick set the intention say it right out loud in the vehicle my intention today is to not have expectations so one example of this would be i do not have the ex- the expectation to have um my ride into work be smooth We are not saying to go the other route and predict and and you know attract problems. We're not saying I expect to have problems on the way to work either. We're just saying I'm not expect the bar's not set so high that I'll get there on time or 15 minutes early with no traffic. We're not saying that. Just no expectations at all. It's neutral. It's neutral. If you have meetings, expecting them to end on time. We all know that doesn't always happen. So not to go through each and every one of these, just to have your expect you have your um, I'm sorry, your intention in your vehicle, let's say now or tomorrow morning, my intention for today is to not have any expectations. It's neutral. This way, because I can tell you from growing up, things are half full a lot of the time. You know, you end up early. I have it happen constantly when I fly. I have no expectations. Anybody who's flown a bunch in their lives, which I have, you have those times where you get delayed. You may even get stuck in an airport once in a while, and that helps to really shine the light brightly when things are smooth. I have no expectations. It could go any which way but loose. And the last, I don't know how many times I've flown, like a lot, probably a, I don't even know a, a bunch. They've either been on time or early, and it's, it's half full. It's like yay. And I do this like little clap in the seat or in my head because you know we're early. So just to have just no expectations at all. And then oh, it's like Richard Carlson says something similar. A good exercise is to try to approach a single day without expectations. And we don't, kind of just said that. So for me, it's setting an intention. So I would try this for one day, see how it goes for that day. If you like it, try it for a week. If you want to stick into a habit. Um, try for 21 days. Remember whatever we practice, we inevitably get good at. Also, our uh because I've really been into, you know, chatting about the authentic self lately. In that podcast I did yesterday with my friend Jared, he really you know, sort of tapped into the the you know, the idea of the authentic self and the reality of when we live and reside in the highest version of ourselves, which is what we're talking about with authenticity. It's the highest version of ourselves. The authentic self is light. The authentic self doesn't have expectations. 
The authentic self doesn't need appreciation, doesn't need to be right, doesn't need to judge, isn't judging the person who's coming in five minutes late, even if it's been every single time for a month. The authentic self feels very much enough as they are, and the authentic self is light and playful. It can have fun at work, and so that's important too. When we lighten up, just like when the negative Nellies spread their negativity and they can just pick up on us, we good vibes rub off on people too. And if you lighten up, you will be doing not just yourself a favor, but everybody around you a favor because it spreads. So we, when we don't have expectations, we are being our authentic self. We sort of naturally, naturally yield to the meeting going over, to the traffic thing, to I forgot to take out the chicken. We nat- naturally lead, lead, sorry, yield. We naturally yield, and rather than resisting life, rather than resisting life, we learn to kind of be in a dance with it. We can change the dance as we go along. So here's the thing: this is the great note to 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 end up on. Um, Is just lighten up, have fun. Lighten up, have fun. Spread the positivity. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful, very light day.